Hello everyone and welcome to McGonagall Boxing Podcast episode 24. Let's get straight to it. We're going to analyse Lemachenko Campbell. Um, you're probably going to hear lots of talk about um, Campbell pushing Lemachenko. It was a close fight, it was this, it was that. My take on it, it wasn't really, was it? I had Campbell have winning one round, the first round, where also Lemachenko um, didn't throw a lot. Just to kind of try and suss out Campbell's patterns, his footwork, what he liked to throw, what he didn't. He was just getting a look at Campbell in that first round. From then on, he took control. Now, it was a competitive fight in that uh, Campbell probably put up as good a show as anyone. Um, and yes, I include Salinas in uh, Lemachenko's second fight when I had Lemachenko winning that fight. Um, but... Lemochenko for me still won all 11 rounds. Now Campbell had a great moment in round six. There's no question about it. He caught Lemochenko with a cracking body shot and he did hit Lemochenko. Like I said he would, Lemochenko can get hit. He's not um, impenetrable like Floyd. This is why I don't quite rate Lemochenko in the Floyd bracket right now. Although he's more aggressive, uh, than Floyd was, he's still a little bit more vulnerable, isn't he? And I don't think he can carry on, keep on moving the weights because eventually, or um, uh, like Welter, or certainly a Welter, in the case of Spence, uh, would hit, hurt, and probably stop Lemachenko. Size does matter in the end, but that's we're talking years from now. We're talking last Saturday right now. Campbell had success. But the problem he had every time, and even that round six where the crowd, you know, for five seconds got really excited with a good body shot and a good headshot, Lemochenko came back with something even better, didn't he? He came back, he put the pressure on Campbell, put on the ropes, had uh, Campbell stunned and hurt. And again, I had uh, Lemo uh, winning that round. If you're being super generous, if you're being super um, kind, you might give uh, Campbell that round. But I don't understand people like Barry Hearn, um, you know, saying that uh, you know it was it was eight four seven five. Are they crazy? Are they seriously crazy? How can they score it like that? Andre Ward, maybe it's bitter. He's retired and he's not the golden boy anymore. Maybe he's bitter that Lemachenko can do more than he ever could. Maybe he's more exciting fighter. Scored it seven five. Are you nuts? I get infuriated when I see these scorecards because they are bad for boxing. There is no way Campbell won more than two rounds in that fight. End of. Just, there's no argument for that. Um, he was second best all night long. And I said, didn't I, the thing that cost Campbell, and I disagree with Shane McGuigan, oh, I'm proud that he changed his style. He didn't. He carried on fighting the same rigid European style. It's effective. He's got a great, like I said, he's got great boxing skills. He's got good punching range, but he doesn't change his stance. He doesn't change his footwork. He doesn't go from inside to outside. He just he just stays in one position. Lemachenko was giving Campbell five, six different looks. That's the difference. That's the difference between an elite fighter. Crawford can do the same thing. Spence, I don't think he's quite on that level. He can give you different looks, but them two especially can change things up dramatically. And that's what Lemachenko did. He mixed it up, body, head, he boxed in the inside, then went back to the outside. Um, and he's just relentless. Like I said, it, it constant pressure. War Campbell down. Five more seconds of round five, it's all over. Um, it was very nearly all over in round nine, in round 11, and in the last round where you had Campbell rugby tackling uh, Lemma to stay in the fight. Not knocking Campbell, huge heart, huge effort, amazing to stay in, uh, in the 12 rounds, but he got outclassed. Uh, in his cardio, 
it's, it's, it's wrong to say suspect, but at the elite level it is. He couldn't hang with Lomo. Um, Lomo was wearing, wearing him down. Um, and that's that's the cardio level you need, that relentless output that Usyk's got. If you want to be an elite fighter, Floyd had it, Manny's got it, you know, these Crawford's got it, you know, these uh, these guys take fitness to a whole new level. And that's something Campbell needs to learn on. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, that's my take on things. I scored it 11-1. Um, and if you're being absolutely generous to Campbell, 10-2. But it's levels. Uh, Campbell, I believe, can go on to win the world title, but only when Lomachenko steps up. Um, you know, that's just the realistic of it. I, I, I don't see how Campbell's going to beat Kevin Haney either, um, you know, when Loma moves up. Um, so that's something that he's going to have to look to, to, to weigh up as well. But, you know, Campbell is in a tough division. There's no doubt about it. But he has got the skills to win a world title. He's just not the elite. Lemo is. Be interesting to see what Lemo does now. I'd like him to move back down. I'd love him to have a super fight with Javante uh, Davis. I think he's going to um, obviously wait for Kome and Lopez to fight. Um, and I think he's going to beat either of them. I think Lopez is more of a dangerous threat to him. Uh, can worry, can hit Lomo again. Could probably at times buzz him, but he's not going to stop him. I think Lomo will wear him down. I think it'll be a late stoppage. I think he beats Conley hands down easily. I don't think that's a competitive fight at all. I think Lopez is going to beat Conley, and I think it'll be a competitive fight. I think Lopez, like Campbell, will have his moments, but ultimately the same thing will happen. He'll unify the lightweight division, then hopefully he moves back down Lomo. He can't carry on moving up. I think he's going to get found out eventually because he does get hit, unlike Floyd. Uh, and unlike Manny, to be fair, Manny uh, did it in his prime because he was so relentlessly quick. Um, ridiculous output and didn't really get hit like Lemo can get, get hit. He was just so quick, Manny Pacquiao. Um, Want to touch on Ruiz Joshua press conference. Been very interesting. They've been travelling the globe this week. New York, London, Saudi Arabia. Got to be honest with you, don't often agree with Eddie Hearn. The Saudi Arabia press conference was impressive. It was like a movie set, wasn't it? They clearly want to make a statement. They clearly want to show the world that, hey, you're writing us off. We're going to put on a show the rest of the world are going to be proud of. So very impressed with the Saudi presentation of it all. Um, still not happy that it's in Saudi Arabia, like most, fight, not my, most fans. Um, but, you know, Hearn's been on record saying Ruiz didn't want to fight in the UK. Um, Joshua didn't really want to fight in the US again, although he probably would have if the money was talking. So where do you go? Somewhere where it's going to offer a lot of money. I get that. The Saudis have put up a lot of money. You go where the money are. They're prize fighters. So you have to accept that. I think it will be a fantastic show. Getting down to the fight very quickly. I know we're three months away. I'll analyse that more nearer the time. But Joshua has to listen to Rob McCracken this time. He has to outbox. He has to use his big man size on Ruiz. If he tries to engage in a firefight, I've said this time and time again, he's going to get knocked out again. Ruiz has a better chin, he has better hand speed, and he has better cardio. And that's what happens. You get in a firefight with someone, you always go with the person who's got the better hand speed, the better chin. Uh, and quicker reactions. He's never going to beat Ruiz, who outweighs him by about 60 pounds as well, um, in a firefight. 
Not gonna happen. So he needs to use his size, his reach. He needs to clitch go. He needs to fury Ruiz. That's the blueprint of how you beat him. Jab him, jab him, jab him. Get him frustrated. Hopefully tire him out. He's got good, he's got good cardio. But pepper him. Beat him up with your jab. Mark him up. Hurt his eyes. And then when he's getting desperate late on, then you look to finish him. But don't go in there guns blazing. Expect Ruiz to go the distance. And if you get a knockout, it's a bonus. But use your reach. Larry Holmes, Klitschko, Tyson Fury. They play with Ruiz. They use their size. Every time Ruiz try to get him side, you hold him, you grab him, you frustrate him, you bore him for death. So then he starts lunging in towards the end, he starts getting desperate. Then you can catch him with the big counter right. The puncher didn't see coming. Well, Joshua knows he can hit and hurt Ruiz. He floored him, but then he made the mistake of rushing in and he got into a firefight. He cannot do that. He needs to box smart. He needs to listen to Rob McCracken. I think he didn't listen enough. I think he thought he wanted to entertain the US crowd, he wanted to make a statement, a sensational knockout. He boxed foolishly. He needs to box smart. He needs to forget the crowd, forget about putting on a show. It probably will be a bit of a stinker fight if he fights the way he should do, but who cares? It's all about getting that win. Listen to your coach, box smart. If he does that, Joshua will win the fight. No question. If he doesn't, he's going to get knocked out. It's as simple as that. Anyway, there's my take. Lemo clearly won. Competitive in the world of Lemachenko fights. Not competitive, I believe, um, really, as a, as, a, as a close contest. I had it 11-1. Uh, generously, you could call it 10-2. There's my take, guys. Let me know what you think. Am I talking nonsense? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let me know. We can have some boxing, boxing banter. I look forward to it. Drop me a line on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I'll see you next week to review some more world-class boxing. All right, guys. See you soon. Bye.